Hi, I'm Brad. Where are you calling from? I am from Czech Republic. I'm France. At the University of North Texas. And wherever you are, welcome to Blonde Radio. Hi, I'm Brad. I live on the west coast of Canada, and I love seeing things from a new point of view. And welcome to Blonde Radio, where every week I book calls with strangers from around the world. Today, we'll have a conversation with Sharice, a longtime community member who's exploring with art, Ethan, who's exploring his unique vision through photography, and Amber, who's learning how to be vulnerable with the people she cares about. But first, at Blonde Radio, we're all about community. So here's what you can expect, as well as some highlights presented by the Discord mod team. Hey, I'm Pa. I'm Peach. I'm Cameron. I'm Ari. I'm Tree. I'm Sable. I'm Eddie. And here's what's happening this week at Blonde Radio. Come on by the Discord this Saturday, August 28th for Presentation Day. Enjoy funny, insightful, and even educational presentations put together by the community. We've also added a bunch of new channels and features to help you enjoy the community better. Even a place for you to submit your own question of the day. And big love to Lowboil, aka Lobo, for hosting a fantastic DJ set this past Saturday. We're so grateful to have you in this community. And now, here's Sharice. Oh my goodness, hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> this Hi. is so exciting, phenomenal. How's your day been? It was okay. I left outside to get my book and I got caught in like a storm. Oh no. Just standing. I was just standing in front of like random building trying to hide for like 20 minutes. But I'm glad you made it safe. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time out of the day to chat. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, <laughs> you kind of know how this goes. This has been a minute coming. You've been such a, a positive impact on so many homies in the community. But for those that haven't had the pleasure of meeting you yet, do give us the, the elevator pitch on Sharice. Well, I am Sharice or B. I go by both pronouns. And I like each person chooses like one one nickname to call me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am from Czech Republic. I am a student. I go to a French school in Czech Republic, which most people don't understand. I, I don't understand it myself, but I guess I'm stuck doing that. I enjoy art. I write poetry. And I just, I try to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing a great job of it. <laughs> Thank you. Phenomenal. And then, um, yeah, got some questions here for you today. I think first off the bat here, anyone who knows you or has interacted with you in even in the smallest way, I think knows this. You're such a fanatic for poetry and the and the written word. Yeah. What I about am. writing and reading and, and hearing those words connects with you uh, so much? Well, I guess I always used to struggle with feelings and showing my feelings. And I have found a way to express myself through poetry or mm-hmm. reading. When I was younger, I used to read. I read every day, hundreds of pages, which I stopped. I'm trying to get into the habit again. But I started writing poetry a lot a few years ago. And I just like it how I can be free. There's no rules. I can rhyme. I can choose to not rhyme. And it just, sometimes I get a feeling, I get a memory, anything, and I just write it down. And it helps me. Mm. Would you say it's like helped you process certain feelings, emotions, yeah. moments in time? Yeah, it can definitely help me process. Or when I'm just like feeling overwhelmed by a certain emotion, I write a poem about it. 
which those poems are not for other people's eyes. But then I also get like a random outburst or something and I write a poem, I don't know, about the sky or something <laughs> that, that I just like, I think it's pretty. And mm -hmm. I think everything deserves words and you can write about anything if you put the thought and mostly the feelings into it. I love that. Everything deserves words. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, do you see art in your future or as a, as a like full-time, that's sort of like the goal to make it kind of the all-encompassing your life? Or is it, you know, playing out to maybe be kind of a side thing or something in the middle? Well, I'm not sure. I would like it to be a part of my journey or like my future. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to one day write or like a collection or a book of my poetry and maybe even publish it, which I used to publish a Wattpad <laughs> yeah. when I was younger. So that like started and maybe I'll be able to, but I don't think it's going to be the main focus. I mean, I do other forms of art. I also, for my whole life, I do ceramics, mm -hmm. pottery. I would like to continue in that and maybe make my own designs and sell it one day. Yeah. But I don't know how it's anything going to turn out right now. Yeah, the future can kind of sometimes be a big question mark. Mm. It is, <laughs> always. But you have so many options at your, at your fingertips. I'm sure you'll end up doing one way or another. I trust you to end up doing something that you enjoy. <laughs> I hope so. Right now, I'm stuck, as I said, at a French school. And I say stuck, it's because it's, I don't know why I chose it, because nothing on that school I enjoy. It's a French school, and it's more about biology or nature or science. And I don't, I'm not good in any other thing, things, and I'm not interested. I just want to graduate and move on and hopefully do something I actually like. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes I think about often... If I'm in situations that are not ideal, I'm not enjoying or, you know, choices I've made that I was like, oh, that was a bad one. Um, I think to myself, life is just a giant multiple choice test. And even if <laughs> you game. take a, a wrong answer, you're eliminating an answer. So picking the next correct answer will be easier, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we know, at least for you, maybe biology and science and French is not in the cards. And that's, you know, that's good info to have moving forward. Yeah, at least, I mean, I'm stuck with this for six years, but may, at least I know I'm not, I don't want to do it <laughs> in the future. I'm not going to be stuck for another 60 years, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, for sure. What would you say the biggest change you've seen in yourself has been in the past year? I count past year, like also 2020. Just mm -hmm. like the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> I think there have been the biggest changes in me mm -hmm. and my personality and everything last year and this year because there was this one person and it just didn't work out with them. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about stuff. It made me think about stuff they said about me, which they were really nice. So I was insecure, I I'd say, for some time. But then I realized that they're not right. And I just, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I am going to be myself. And I, I have decided that I just want to be myself. And I have started wearing clothes I want to. I have started doing what I want to. Talking to people that are good for me. They're mm -hmm. not treating me bad, which some people are still here, but I cannot influence that. But I think I have grown a lot in the past year. Oh, and God. I still have room to grow, but mm -hmm. I still have time. Yeah. 
And that's the really fun, cool thing about time is you, you get that <laughs> distance from who you were and you can see, yeah, it's it's hard to see growth in the day-to-day small moments, but over like a few months, weeks, yeah. and potentially even years, it's like, wow, I've changed and hopefully for the better. Yeah, and I'm very happy to see that, to like know. And actually, I know that even some people noticed and it makes me happy that some people noticed my growth yeah. throughout the past time. Oh, that's really special. So this week's question that we're kind of mm-hmm. doing, when do you feel the most vulnerable? Well, I try to be always vulnerable. I guess I am vulnerable, and but I am most vulnerable when I am with myself, when I, <laughs> I am a big overthinker. So yeah. I turn things the ways they're not. And I always think about stuff in different ways that are not even there. Mm-hmm. And I hurt myself sometimes. And I try to be, I am vulnerable to the thoughts a lot, even though it's not the best thing sometimes. And I also try to be vulnerable while talking to other people to show Mm -hmm. them who I actually am and that they can trust me and talk to me. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Just like forming words and hmm, that doesn't really (laughs) make sense, but I guess it does. It does. What's the biggest obstacle when you're, you know, trying to be vulnerable with someone? What is you know, is do you find that easy or is there something that you're consistently coming up against? Well, I guess I fear sometimes of the reaction the people will have to the stuff I say. And I'm afraid that when I open up to someone, then it turns out that that person doesn't even care and doesn't like me, mm. which I struggle a lot. I'm just like, does this person like me or do they like me? Which they, I guess, do. But I never seem to understand it, which I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. But I found out that if I'm not vulner- vul- mm-hmm. <laughs> vulnerable while talking to someone, I can't be that close with them mm-hmm. because the, there's just this big, this hole of nothingness that we're just not talking about. Yeah, And it can just go in the wrong ways if we cannot communicate certain things. So I... Always try to open up. Yeah, it's that classic dilemma of, uh, you know, in order to be close, to understand and to be understood, you have to, you know, put yourself open enough to um, be vulnerable, which means you couldn't get hurt. But um, I think it's worth it. Yeah. And if I I got hurt multiple times, Mm -hmm. but I have learned that it's it happens. I can't stop it. And if if I'm not being open enough yeah, the person will not hurt me, but I will never be as close with them as I would want to. Mm-hmm. So I will rather have a clean slate and be open with them. And then I will know if the person is actually real to me, if they're actually honest. And if they hurt me, they're not the right one. It happens. Totally. I love that. And then I guess to kind of flip it here in closing, what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to be a bit more vulnerable? you know, in life and with the people mm-hmm. they care about? I know it's hard for people sometimes to open up, but I think it's great to start with the smallest things. Of course, you're not just going to be like, oh no, this happened, this big thing happened to me and it's bothering me and I will show it to you and I will be this big vulnerable. It can be just like talking about small things, maybe just saying, oh, today I don't feel good, but not 
telling the person that like not to specify why do you not feel good just like taking it in small steps mm-hmm. and maybe would help i mean writing it down <laughs> because yeah. i think that also helps me <laughs> which i try to write it down and see the problem and then see if i can talk to someone and just make sure that i do because it really helps wow i like that I got, so much I, i get lost in my words so much but no. i'm just like what am i saying <laughs> it, it, it comes full circle yeah and you know <laughs> despite all as we mentioned before that risk it, it worth that reward because yeah yeah the peak moments in in this life in my opinion are like when you can be that vulnerable with someone else and you know with yourself yeah it's mm. better i mean as i as i said it's i like to be rather vulnerable even though i know i can be hurt mm-hmm. the people will hurt me but i guess after all after some time i can find someone who is actually not going to hurt me <laughs> and i know that they're also vulnerable with me and that maybe this friendship mm-hmm. relationship or whatever is going to actually work. Sometimes doesn't, sometimes does. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And we bank on the sometimes does for sure. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's so sweet. Um, well, thank you so much for, for taking the time. Do you have any exciting plans the rest of your day? Considering it's almost 11 p.m., then I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for interviewing me. <laughs> Always. Thank you for not only, you know, this moment here now, but everything that you've you've done for the community and just connecting with others and being that's just a really great example of what we're all about it it means a lot and yeah thank you for your time now and all the time that you choose to spend in the community and engaging with others it's really special yeah thank you i mean the community is also special so (laughs) (laughs) totally i'm sure that helps um well i'll definitely talk to you later but uh, I'll yeah, let you talk to you it. Later. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Hello. Hey. How's it going? It's doing great. What about good, you? Good to hear. I'm well. I'm well. I'm Brad. Nice to meet you. I'm Ethan. Nice to meet you too. Ethan. Perfect. Thanks for taking the time today to chat. I really appreciate it. No problem. I appreciate it too. How's the day been for you so far? It's just, it's the morning there for you? Yeah, it's 10 30 a.m. right now. Nice. Yeah, it's doing great. Mm-hmm. I woke up maybe around eight. I had my coffee, so great. And yeah, everything's doing well. What about you? Great to hear. <laughs> it's re- well, it it's is, really late for you, right? It is late, but honestly, <laughs> I, don't, I don't sleep for like another couple hours yet. This is sort of the schedule. <laughs> it's been a good day. Yeah. Fantastic. And then where are you calling from? I'm friends. France, fantastic. It's so crazy to think about just how far reaching this project has been. So uh, Yeah, we're literally at the opposite side of the earth right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Well, off the bat here, do give us sort of the elevator pitch on you, who you are, what you do, and what got you to where you are today. Well, I'm Ethan. I'm 18 right now, and I'm currently a student in psychology. I also work as as a barista in a coffee shop obviously Mm -hmm. and yeah i love photography this has literally been my whole life this last couple of years and yeah this is kind of about it fantastic so are you saying the photography thing is is fairly new i've been doing this for like three years now very cool and that's kind of like yeah that leads to my first question here because you have such a distinct style 
I love your photography so much. It's, I don't know, Thank it you. feels like a, it's detailed simplicity yeah. and the word choices you use in, in the art form. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah because so, I love putting like objects alone in the shot because I feel like there's a sense mm -hmm. of a feeling of loneliness in it, but this is not so sad. I don't know, I feel, I feel what I'm shooting. This is the most important thing for me. I get a feeling when I'm looking at my pictures. And for me, this is like the reward at the end. Yo, that's such a powerful statement. I feel what I'm shooting. I love that. So yeah, was there a journey to get to the point of where you are at right now with photography? Or did you always kind of have that vision from the start? I've always been creative. I've always been yeah, a creative guy. And maybe three years ago, uh, I went to my grandparents' house and my grandfather ha has a a camera and he gave it to me and that day i went in the nature and i like i shot maybe i don't know a hundred photos yeah. this is crazy and i was like whoa that's really cool and since then i i'm with my camera and i'm shooting literally every day and i love it that's a phenomenal feeling that's awesome so yeah for a personal opinion here, why do you think photography still has a place in art today? Because, you know, cameras are more yeah. accessible than ever. Literally, everyone has a phone in their pocket. But yeah, is there definitely. a place for photography when everyone can take photos? I think you still, yeah, there's still a place in photography because mm -hmm. even though you have a phone in your pocket, you still have to know how to make compositions and mm -hmm. stuff like that how to play with lights and all this. And it, it's, it took me some time to learn all that, you know, and right now you, you can literally learn how to be a photographer on YouTube. You know, you on the search bar, you put, I don't know how to play with lights, how to use Lightroom, how to use Photoshop, or right. even how to play with your camera, whatever you, whatever you have, I don't know, a Sony, a Canon, whatever, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, I think right now it's really easy to pick up a, just your phone and just shoot photo, but it still takes a little bit of skill to get literally where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I feel like today a lot of people are taking photos, but if you really want to be a photographer and you want to be professional, I guess, you really have to put yourself into it, learn how to use this, use that, and yeah, it's kind of about it. Totally. And I think I think most people can see the difference between you know what feels like candid sort of with friends yeah. social media photography versus like something yeah totally and, and, and some people first. are fine with that some people yeah. are like their photos and i'm and, and i'm fine with it too don't need to want to be a photographer if you want to take photos like you can take photos right. with your friend with your family on vacation whenever you want and i think it's cool and especially when it comes to professional photography or people that are inclined to pursue or start taking photos with intention first. Um, I saw this video like literally just half an hour ago. I don't even know if the science is right on this, but he, someone was talking mm. about how the part of our brain that deals with like deep resonating emotions isn't connected to the part of our brain that deals with language. That's why it's so hard sometimes to describe when oh, art moves yeah. us. Yeah, so totally. like, I, I'm sure you've felt this a hundred times, a thousand times. You look at a photo or a piece of art that inspires you and it's kind yeah. of hard to put into words why. <laughs> but I think it's the beauty of it. Like yeah. you don't, you don't have the words you don't need to describe what you Yeah, you don't need it because you feel it. And nobody feels the same thing. It's unique to every one of us. And this is what's crazy about it, mm -hmm. I guess. 
So when would you say you feel the most moved by art? Is it a certain environment? Is it a particular medium of art? Oh, it's a hard question. I don't really, I don't really know, actually. I mean, it's, it really happens on the spot. It's like when I see a picture and, then I, and I feel something about it, it could be, I don't know, in a street or in a museum or even just on my computer. And I'm like, wow, that photo is really great. And it really resonates with, what I, with me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. The, the hard to describe, hard to put into words yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, we sort of have a question of the week here. And this week's question is a little similar, but maybe a, a step <laughs> to the side here. When would you say you feel the most vulnerable? Oh, okay. I guess I'm feeling the most vulnerable when, maybe probably when I'm wrong. When, I don't know, at work or whenever it could be. Mm-hmm. When I'm wrong, I always feel like I used to take things really, I'm, I'm an emotional guy. Okay, I'm, I, I won't say I'm sensitive, but I, I'm really emotional. And when people are saying that I'm wrong, it really hurts me, but in, in, in a good way, because I'm, I feel like, okay, I'm wrong right now, but I can do something to, I don't know, to step up a little bit more. And maybe I did this wrong, but it doesn't really matter because you learn from your, your experience. And, but when people are saying, okay, Ethan, you did something wrong here. It wasn't supposed to happen that way. I'm like, okay. And at that moment, um, I, I don't even talk because I don't know. I feel like it's it's hard to explain, but like lost in my in my head and always I'm like I'm questioning every everything I did. And this is yeah. Mm-hmm. When I'm wrong, I'm really vulnerable. And Vulner. yeah. Yeah. I think uh, as humans, you know, even for the stuff that we don't know a hundred percent we try to build a narrative in our head to try to understand the world. And then when we're confronted with like the real thing of like the truth, it it can be very shaking. (laughs) Yeah, really. Yeah. But Mm. the truth hurts, but it's, I think it's good. It's a, I don't think the truth is bad or anything. Mm. It it, it is right. And you just have to deal with it. If you want to improve, if you want to get further in, 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 in your, in your life, actually, I think. So yeah, maybe vulnerability be a little ouch can hurt, but definitely needed to grow. Yeah, I think it's a, and it's a good thing. You have to be, I heard this, I heard, I heard this quote. I don't know where it was actually, mm-hmm. but it was like, be comfortable with the uncomfortable Ooh. if you want to grow in life. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really resonates with me. And, and I think it really fits with the subject of today, actually. Yeah. And you have to be comfortable with being vulnerable because the more you're comfortable with it, the more you, you're getting used to it, actually. And I think mm-hmm. it's really great because it, it is experience for you and every experience is great. Like, even if it's bad or good, I think Mandela said this, like, either you win or you learn. You never lose. Yo. And, and I think, and, and I'm, saying, I'm saying this to myself literally, like, every day. When mm-hmm. I'm doing something I don't like or when I'm like, oh... I, I didn't do well in that moment. I'm like, okay, you you learn from it. You don't have to to feel shitty about it. You don't have to put yourself down for it. Just get up and I don't know, get it with your day and get your shit together and and it'll be great. That's so phenomenal. I love all of that so much. And that kind of a little bit answers the final question here, but I'll ask it anyway, if there's any specific things you want to add. Um, in closing here, you know, to turn it outwards, what advice 
specifically would you give to someone who's trying to find that vulnerability? I guess I would say that, I don't know, it's hard to transfer actually, but Mm -hmm. I would say like, doesn't really matter the experience, just go ahead and you'll see what's, what's going to happen. And yeah, that's it. You have to, even though you're, you're scared, you're vulnerable in that moment, just go ahead and you, you only have one life. So you better do everything to experience everything can experience actually. And I think this is, yeah. That's beautiful. It's about it. That's so phenomenal, Ethan. Thank you so much. Thank you to you, man. Of course. And uh, thank you for your time today and, and yeah, taking some time out of your morning to chat. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was my pleasure, really. Oh, yeah. Any exciting plans the rest of the day? Um, yeah, I'm going on a photo shoot today. Phenomenal. <laughs> That's great. Getting out there. Yeah. That's great. And, I'm not, it, and I've been doing this recently. Like, it's really new to me. I've never done photo shoot before. Like, I'm always in my room. All the photos <laughs> you see on my Instagram are <laughs> literally in my room. <laughs> Let's go start all the time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, today I'm going to a photo shoot with a friend because mm-hmm. he wants photo for him. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Can't the wait best, to be there. For sure. Well, Best of luck with the photo shoot. And uh, thanks again. Thank <laughs> you for night. your time. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. See you, man. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well. I'm Brad. Nice to meet you. I'm really nice to meet you too. For sure. How's the day been? Pretty good. Kind of normalish, I guess. Yeah. For those that haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, uh, give us sort of the elevator pitch on you, kind of like who you are, what you do, and what got you to where you are today. Yeah, so I'm um, just a little bit about me. My name's Amberly. I'm 20 years old, and I'm actually a current college student. Mm-hmm. So I'm studying physics and chemistry. And so those sciences have like always interest me, interested me as a kid. Because I always wanted to learn more about like the world around me. And especially with physics, I feel like it tries to delve deeper into not just like understanding the world around us, but also trying to explain like why and like what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's obviously a major part of my life being in school. I'm a senior in undergrad, so it's almost over. um, (laughs) Light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But outside of that, I enjoy swimming. So I swim in high school and I'm on the swim club here at my university. Then I also really, really enjoy like painting and drawing in my free time and also like listening to music and stargazing. But yeah. So, so well-rounded. I had no idea, (laughs) especially like science and sort of more, what would you call, I guess, left-brained part you know yeah. from my research here i'm seeing the swim in the art but yeah that's interesting and i will say physics i i was not a science person but <laughs> physics is definitely the most enjoyable because it's all just a puzzle pieces you just putting the numbers together and it makes sense exactly and yeah it, it's so satisfying when it all when you have a final yeah number there so on would you say you discovered swimming or did swimming discover you Probably the latter. So Mm -hmm. as a kid, my mom put me in dance classes like ballet and tap, but she was afraid that as we grew older and like if I were to continue the sport that I would injure myself. So she actually put me in swimming because she thought it was like a relatively safe sport. And like for the most part, it is. But I did manage to injure myself twice while swimming. The first time it was 
I mean, looking back on it, it's all honestly kind of comical. Mm-hmm. So we were warming up for some practice. We were just like running on like outside and I ended up tripping and I fell on my wrist and broke it. And then the second time I was warming up at a swim meet and I was essentially practicing turning at the wall really quickly and I was too close to the wall. So I slammed my heels on the gutter and then I had to get stitches that day. But other than that, it's it's a pretty good sport. Yeah. I don't think most people would yeah, think about those potential issue, uh, <laughs> injuries with swimming. Are they common or are you yeah. just a special case? Um, I definitely would not say they're common. Yeah, um, okay. Most, yeah, I mean, some of my friends have gotten like tearing their muscles, oh. um, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you you have swimming in your life at least. It's really <laughs> cool as an outlet, I would imagine. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, describe the feeling, the moment, time, the occasion. What was it like landing that mural gig? Oh, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So that was the summer after my freshman year, and I stayed on campus to work in um, a chemistry lab. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I always wanted to, I guess, like make something bigger than me, if that makes sense. Like something that would leave like an impact mm-hmm. on or a mark on the community around me, and like. To me, it kind of made sense, like, okay, like, I enjoy art, so why not try to share this passion to those around me? So it was actually kind of, um, like, by lucky chance. So Mm -hmm. I was walking around, and I came across this building, and on this building, I saw there were a bunch of other murals, and I saw that it was essentially, like, a local studio space for artists. Mm -hmm. And so I just emailed the head of the organization saying, like, hey, like, I'm currently a student in this area and like I'm interested in art like would it be possible for me to paint a mural here um and he was like yeah like that's totally cool and so it just kind of happened I guess so I designed the image and then I went about painting it that summer and so yeah that's beautiful and that's so assertive that's so powerful would (laughs) you know would your friends describe you as someone who would just like do something like that is that in character or was that like an out of character moment um, I guess, like looking back on it, it was definitely more spontaneous than I was back then. Mm-hmm. But like, as of now, like presently, I feel like that's something I would be like more likely to do. Right. Um, taking chances when they're given. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Once you start taking those those many risks, yeah, it becomes a lot less <laughs> yeah. frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm curious. What does the word uh, community mean to you? So many of your photos are with other people. It seems mm-hmm. like you have a very well-rounded uh, support network for yourself. What does that word mean for you? Yeah, I guess community is like when I first think of the word community, it's just mm-hmm. like a group of people who support you and you'll support them back. Like you obviously don't necessarily have to all agree on the same things, but you'll be able to respect each other's opinions. Right. But I guess it also like extends past that. So not necessarily just people, but maybe like also the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like I said before, like I work in a chemistry lab. Mm-hmm. And so the community there obviously is like the other um, students there, the other scientists there, but also kind of like how we communicate with each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like treating each other with respect, like doing like the small things that aren't necessarily like just a result of the people or Mm -hmm. like 
like the area around my university, like it's a nice community, not just because of the people, but like because people try to make an effort to like make it beautiful. Right. On the flip side, like I do want to mention, mm-hmm. obviously, like social media is not an accurate portrayal of everything that's going on. And like the yeah. pictures I have shown, like, yes, like they are of my friends and me, but there are definitely times where I feel like I'm not like a part of that community. So mm-hmm. like, I'm sure you've heard of stuff like imposter syndrome, like yes. that's pretty common, um, like social anxiety and just like questioning whether or not mm-hmm. your friends are actually your friends. Um, that's something that I think about a lot, but yeah. Do you have any personal tools? Like when you hit those moments of, you know, I'm not deserving of this or this isn't really how it is um, to sort of help you get out of that mindset? So I guess it depends. Like sometimes I'll just kind of like sit with it um, and let it pass. So a lot of times I'll like turn to music that has like similar emotions, like what I'm feeling or I'll like distract myself. So going out, I really like going on like drives at night because there's just something kind of calming about like you feel like you're one of the few people in the world or like especially like around. So I'm um, currently in Indiana Mm-hmm. So like Midwest, but like currently where I am, there's a lot of like forest areas, so less light pollution. And mm-hmm. so I like to go to like campgrounds or just like honestly on the side of the road right. and just like stargaze. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Re- regrounding yourself, perhaps getting that anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. This week's question is, when do you feel you're the most vulnerable? Oh, man, that is a great question. <laughs> Um, I guess it's kind of hard to say. So what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. I tend to associate like vulnerability with a being like kind of open about like my past experiences and b like my physical appearance. Right. So I guess like day to day, I feel like slightly vulnerable in the sense that like, obviously, like I'm presenting like well, not necessarily presenting, but like I'm self-conscious of like what I look like in my physical appearance, which obviously like shouldn't matter that much. But mm-hmm. society has like ingrained into us physical appearances are the most important. Um, so that's, I guess, like a lesser sense of being vulnerable. But I guess for me specifically, when things like so I've had like past experiences with disordered eating and like body image issues so a lot of times when people talk about like they'll say like offhandedly like oh like I'm going on a diet or like oh I need to lose weight or people will like ask me if I like want to go out for dinner with them Mm -hmm. a lot of times like I'll feel like pretty vulnerable because that's a part of my life that I feel like I don't have like control over yeah and so a lot of times like I'll say like oh like I'm busy like I'm studying or like oh, like, I can't come or like, I'll ignore those comments about like weight loss and like dieting and stuff like that. But yeah, that's definitely a time where I feel kind of vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know, I personally don't have like, I can't empathize as to the extent that like, Mm -hmm. I haven't gone through what you have. But I think I could empathize with that feeling of like, being adrift, not really having the the tools or help that you need to deal with that. And that's gotta be really hard. Maybe, hmm. Do you find yourself being comfortable in the space of like emotional vulnerability? Is that something that you're open about? Like 
I would definitely like to be more open about it. Mm-hmm. But again, there's this like fear that I'm going to be placing my burdens mm-hmm. on someone else. And like, I wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking with a friend a couple nights ago and we were talking about like stuff related to like mental health. So like our experiences with like depression, anxiety, stuff like that. I felt like I wanted to be able to share like how I truly felt during some like low points in my life. But Mm -hmm. I was too afraid to like tell the complete truth because I didn't want to put like undue pressure on my friend. Right. But okay, not to (laughs) put you under the microscope here. You know, when your friends come to you with issues, problems, (laughs) do you, you know, resent them for that? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the whole ironic thing. I right. don't like I'm glad that mm-hmm. they trust me enough and like feel comfortable around me okay. to tell me those like personal things. But so when it's you're, the you're other aware way of around irony and issue. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> hmm. And it doesn't have to have to happen overnight or anything, but listen at least you know. At least you know yeah. the issue. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Maybe in closing here, to sort of flip it around, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be more vulnerable, maybe with the people and, you know, community that they care about? Yeah, I mean, I would say like what you said, it doesn't have to happen overnight. Like it's mm-hmm. definitely okay to open yourself up in small steps yeah. and trying to identify like what you feel comfortable sharing and what you don't feel comfortable sharing. So it's okay at first to just start off by sharing like what you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. but also trying to push yourself to share more because like every person like has a story to tell and whether they think it or not, like their story is like important, mm-hmm. like in regards to the world. So being able to hear each other's stories is pretty important. Totally. Everyone has so, so, so much to offer, but yeah, that yeah. sharing bit can be a little scary at first, I will admit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing and, and taking the time today to, to have a little chat. It means a lot. Yeah. Thank you. This is really nice. Yeah. Um, that's kind of about it. Do you have any exciting plans the rest of your day? <laughs> um, so currently studying. So um, like I'm planning on after I graduate, going to grad school for mm-hmm. like more like chemical engineering or like physical chemistry. So I'm oh, studying nice. for the GRE right now. <laughs> fun. Nothing screams more fun than that. Oh, exactly. Lucky <laughs> me. Totally. Best of luck with the studying. I, I hope to <laughs> hear of your success. But uh, until then, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, sounds good. Sweet. All right. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Special thanks to Sharice, Ethan, and Amber for making this episode possible. Intro music provided by Wafy, that's W-A-Y-F-I-E, and accompanying tracks by Loboil, that's L-O-B-O-I-L, who can both be found on all major streaming platforms. Be sure to come by our Twitch stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. PST for more Blonde Radio interviews brought to you live. I'll see you soon, and thanks for tuning in to Blonde Radio.